What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Millennial Club, and it's your boy Coach checking in. And today, I have the pleasure of having Miss Gabrielle Simone. Gab, what's going on? Nothing much. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to have you on my show. This is long overdue, Gab. I feel like the stars are aligned. Everything yes, is in place. Finally, you guys. Because you travel a lot, yeah, so you we, always gone. Didn't you just come back from Africa? Yes, Africa was amazing, though. It was worth it. <laughs> Look, what's and then I, I'm going on another trip next week. Oh, my God. What's yeah. that plane hour ride like? It's 16 hours. It was so long. But Delta did a good job of filling us up with lots of snacks. We had movies. <laughs> on the way back, I had to pop a Benadryl so I could go to sleep. But Oh, my God. Yeah, you better was, than me. 16 hours. I'll be ready to call it quits on the way to Man. Cali. And that's like a four-hour <laughs> plane ride. So I don't know how you did it. Well, you're over the ocean majority of the time. So what you going to do? Oh, my God. Exactly. You'll Ain't nobody right. finna sleep for that whole ride. So I know it got to be... Yeah. It's hard. But I know it's well worth it. Yeah, it was worth it. I mean, the pictures, the memories. We got to go on a safari. I saw a giraffe. Oh, my God. I never seen a giraffe. I saw a cheetah. Well, sure, they got a giraffe at the Atlanta Zoo. You could have... Really? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I think it's, it's a little bit more different. But it, it was amazing. And to like be back in the motherland where life started. Yeah, yeah. And you really feel like, you know, like you're at home. Everybody's your cousin when yeah, you walk around. Yeah. It's so many beautiful people in that country. So I enjoyed it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, I you. I've always wanted to travel to Africa. You know what I mean? Um, I haven't even been to my homeland yet, Haiti. Okay. So that's going to be something to talk about whenever I, yeah. you know get there but i'm definitely going to have africa on my never end the list yes. of places i want to travel so i have to make it to haiti too like my sister she travels the most yeah but she's been there she loves it so seriously I, yeah that's kind of embarrassing you know it's just, <laughs> i'm haitian and i've never been don't be embarrassed by it it's just on your to-do list exactly yeah. okay i appreciate yeah. the encouragement yeah <laughs> all right so gab give me caught up what's new oh man lots well, I've been working. That's my main thing. I think that's old and new. I've always been the type of person that has to work. Mm-hmm. Um, I am just building my business, really mm-hmm. engaged with that, really starting to kind of build a team around my business, which I hadn't done before. I've always kind of been like a solo type mission. Yeah. So now I'm starting to kind of collaborate with some other people to, to help me boost to the next step. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what are, your, what are some of your plans for the upcoming years? So, um, I've got some personal plans. I've got some business plans. Uh, personally, I'm working on getting myself together so I can purchase a condo or a house. Okay. I really want to be in like a mid-rise or a high-rise in the city. Wow. So, that's my goal. And then, of course, for my business, um, just getting my following up, getting the brand out there, really um, connecting with more audiences outside of Atlanta. Okay. So I want to start traveling with my brand as well. So how long have you been in the game for? How long have you had your own clothing line? I'm a baby in this, really. <laughs> <laughs> I started the summer of 2016. What? Okay. So I'm almost to three years now. Okay. So um, it's really just, just the baby in it. I mean, some people have been in their brands 10, 15 years. So I really started off kind of just like on a whim, just trying to do something and kind of seeing where it went. So um, I really got the idea. It was really sparked from a friend of mine. Growing up, my dad always asked me like what type of business I wanted to run because he ran businesses growing up. And I really just really never put any authentic thought into it, but I was hating the job that I was at. So I had a friend of mine come down to Atlanta from Indianapolis, which is my hometown. Okay. And we 
he came in town so we could go to the Drake concert. Okay. So the week before he came, I was like, oh, I got to get me a little outfit together for the concert. <laughs> you know, you got to be cute, but casual, comfortable. Exactly. Because he's going to be walking around downtown Atlanta. Exactly. So I went to like the mall and I was like, oh, maybe I can just do like cute t-shirt, jeans and sneakers, mm-hmm. you know, and kick it. Okay. So I started looking for graphic tees. Okay. So I'm going into, you know, like the major brands like Old Navy, H&M, other little stores and I'm not seeing anything that's like speaks to me. Mm. So I was like, hmm, okay, you know. So then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna use a Drake lyric or a Drake quote and I'm gonna go have it made. Wow, okay. So I went downtown to Peter Street. It's like a t-shirt shop on Peter Street. And I went in there, I'm like, hey, I got this little design that I made, can you put this on a shirt? Yeah. So I did that um, and I was like, oh, this is real cool. So. I went back later on that week and had two other shirts made. So come around the concert time, walking into the venue, everybody's like, oh, where'd you get that shirt? Where'd oh, you get that wow. shirt? Okay. And I was just like, oh, I had it made. And of course, like Drake was selling his merch there too. Of course, okay. like the tour shirts, which were really nice. Um, but everybody kept asking about the shirt and they was like, oh, that's cute. Cause it said, don't Drake and drive. Oh, wow. So okay. everybody liked it. Okay. <laughs> and then on the back it had summer 16, which was the name of his tour. Oh, wow. Okay. So that same weekend, my friend's still in town, showing me around Atlanta, having a good time. I wore a different shirt that said, the bigger the hair, the closer to God. Wow. Because, okay. you know, the natural least very movement. original. Okay, yeah. I'm feeling and that. And so I got a lot of compliments walking around the city and in restaurants. Okay. So then my friend was like, why don't you start your own t-shirt line? And I was just okay. like. Okay. I brushed off the idea. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, that's too much. Like, I was like, I was like, everybody got a t-shirt line. Exactly. I'm not doing that. That's like, the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah, I'm like, everybody sells shirts. And he was like, okay. And he like looks at me. He was like, it's hundreds of different car brands. Mm-hmm. It's thousands of different shoemakers. He was like, why can't you into the market as well? So I was like, okay. So for the next two weeks, I kind of like researched some things. And I started... Um, seeing what I could really do. Yeah. So I started just with 10 basic designs and I'm like, okay, who's my audience? You know, Mm. like I took all this stuff that I had learned in college and communications and marketing and I was like, okay, who's my audience? What do I want it to look like? What's the concept? So I took about a month to kind of flush it out. Yeah. Um, Then from there, I just, I learned how to sort of kind of build a website. Okay. But I use Shopify as my platform for my store. Okay. And so I just, I did a quick little photo shoot with a friend who was a photographer. All right. I got my 10 designs actually made and called my friends and was like, hey, do you mind meeting me at the park to shoot these photos? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) And then, of course, like your friends, you know, your friends will pull through for you. They're like, yeah, so... I mean, I was like, I can't really compensate you, but I can give you some gas money if you come out here. Okay, that's what's up. That's sweet. And Yeah, and so I put those photos up on my website, made an Instagram and Facebook page, Mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, here, let me put it on the world and see what happens. Okay, so what was the response that you got? First people to support me were my friends and my family. So the first orders that really trickled in from online were close friends and family. Okay. So... Over the next three months, it kind of led into the winter months, I started looking for vendor shows. Mm. And so with vendor shows around Atlanta, it's different events and where they'll bring out local brands to come and sell your product. So that's really how I started 
getting more of a following is actually you know getting a response from the people who could actually see it face to face you know people exactly. want to you know touch the shirts and like oh how's it fit how's it wear all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. so that's really the start of it was the vendor shows okay so what is your favorite aspect of being an entrepreneur my favorite okay actually really just having something of my own wow okay. something that I have creative control over okay I can put as much time or as little time I think that's my favorite part is just having that creative control okay so mm-hmm. how did you withstand you know just being three years in the game how do you you know still keep up with it being such a saturated um, industry well it's honestly it's week to week because some weeks I feel like I'm over this I don't want to do this anymore yeah, yeah. and that's just being real I think a lot of business owners go through that and then other weeks it's like ooh I'm getting a lot of orders in everybody's mm-hmm. liking my stuff and I love it but it really just depends on the day and the week and yeah, you know how I'm feeling and still at my nine to five and then going home and working on my business so alright so break that down what are some of the challenges that you face you know just with having your own clothing line well with the line you have to make sure that you're not infringing on anyone else's copyrights mm. that's the big thing my line has evolved from where it first started it first started off as like a women's collection mm. and then I started getting questions like oh are you going to design for men and all this and I was like okay how can I make it more inclusive so it started off just for like on the coattails of black girl magic okay. so that's most of my slogans were about that and then I started to intertwine just black culture from like the 80s and the 90s okay so now I'm starting to like produce the Hillman shirt and with the Hillman shirt it comes from the TV show a different world yeah. so I had to go and kind of do my research like okay if I produce this shirt am I infringing on the copyrights of a different world in NBC who produced okay. it okay but because it's a fictional college within a show mm. you can get away with it okay and that's why you see so many different people that have the helmet shirt on because it's nothing that they could legally go after you about I see what you're saying all right so cool. yeah so um so yeah, with copyright infringement and the uh-huh. legality of things, I think that's one of my biggest challenges. Yeah. And also, um, getting my LLC. Oh, okay. So I wanted to make sure that everything I did under my business is protected. Yeah. You know, just for my own sanity. So I got an LLC through the Secretary of State. Okay. You know, it's a hundred dollars, and I just wanted my LLC. Okay. But what I ran into early is that my line started off as Queen Apparel. Okay. Then there's another company. And theirs is Queen Apparel as well. Wow. So when I got my LLC, I did Queen Apparel Clothing, and I was able to get my LLC because it's not the same name. Mm -hmm. But that the other company reported, like, my Instagram page and my Mm. Facebook page, and and they reported it for copyright infringement. Damn. So Instagram and Facebook took down my pages. Damn. I don't know. So it's like like a major setback. It's like... Yeah, that's a major setback. It's like, what the hell? So then I just took a pause. I was like, okay, I don't want to stop what I'm doing, yeah. but how can I 
move in a different direction. Yeah. So that's how I came up with the name of Regal Hughes. Okay. So I still wanted, I got Regal from like Kings and Queens. Yeah. I still wanted to represent that. And then Hughes is spelled like the color H-U-E-S. Okay. So it's like Kings and Queens of all shades. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's how I came that's up cool. with that name. And that's then amazing. I was able to change over my LLC. Okay. And now no one has that name. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think that's very creative. That's, yes. That says a lot about your creativity. So what drives you? Really, what drives me is, I guess, just my own personal development and growth. Like, I just want so much for myself. Like, I'm willing to do everything it takes. I'm willing to go to my job and work 40 hours and then come home and work 30 hours a week on my business. Like, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to help me and then help my family and the close people around me. And then also... Later down the line, once I get married and have children, I want something for them. Yeah, you want something to pass yeah, on. Exactly. Okay, so elaborate on some of that. You know, um, I know that there's a there's an aspect to business that mm-hmm. a lot of people don't keep in mind mm-hmm. that they're not aware of. Right. That's you know very challenging, and just like you said, you've come across the copyright infringement thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like. When people start up a business, they're like, well, I want to get this started. You know, just think about all the pros. What yes. are some of the cons to... This? And I started out the same way. You yeah. always see it like, oh, I'm going to do this, this, and this. Yeah. Because originally, I wanted a shoe line. Oh, wow. Okay. And I was like, when I started doing research for shoes, you just need that capital funding. And I was like, I don't have any money. I can't yeah. get $100,000 to do all these designs. And then you have to... Like, oh, am I going to get it produced in America or am I going to get it produced overseas? You need that capital. So I'm like, okay, where can I start with the money that I have right now? Yeah. So I think that once you kind of come out of the clouds, like, oh, I want to do this, this, and this. Okay, now let's wrangle it in. Let's make a list. And where can I start from right now? Okay. And when I first started my line, I was a waitress at a steakhouse. Yeah. So every night when I would get my tips, I would split it in half. I put half in my checking. And then I opened up a business checking account. And I would put half in there. Okay. Because when I first started, I wasn't even making my shirts. Now I make everything by hand. So I'm able to keep my costs a little bit low. Yeah. And it allows for more wiggle room and I'm allowed to create and mess up as much as I want to because everything is at home. So I think you got to, well, I know you have to put out that plan. You have to get a plan and you got to get that startup money. I started with $1,500. Oh, wow. That's all I could afford. I'm like, okay, it's going to cost me this amount of money to get my heat press and my vinyl cutter and the software and my first round of blank shirts. And so my sister gave me some money as well. She was like, you know, I believe in you. I want you to do this. You know, here's some to it as well. Yeah. So that's how it started. So how imperative is that to have like a support system, you know, in having your own business? How how important is that? It's very important. I feel like I have like a small team, but they cheer me on. Mm. And even if it's sometimes just texting like, I can't stand this. I'm not doing this no more. Yeah. Just to get someone to respond to you that says, don't quit. Don't give up. Exactly. You know, or some weeks my sales are slow and then I'll get a call. Hey, my company needs 20 shirts. Can you get this done? I'm like, oh, yes. And now that I have another big benefit of creating everything myself is that I don't have to outsource anything. Okay. And I'm able to do custom orders now outside of the line that I create. I see what you're saying. So if someone wants stuff for a family reunion or someone wants shirts for their soccer team, I started doing baseball jerseys. So it allows me more 
income in different aspects. I see what you're saying. So what do you see yourself in five years? I really would like to expand into other fields still under the name of Regal Hughes. Yeah. Uh, one of my big goals is to get an event lounge okay. uh, or an event space. Yeah. Um, especially here in Atlanta. Yeah. It's always an event of some sort. Definitely. So I would love to have kind of like a blank, a blank canvas to where I could host things related to my business. Okay. But then I could also open that space up for other up-and-coming entrepreneurs to have a space to where they can host conferences or meetings or if people are just locally in the city and want to host like a reception or a baby shower yeah. and that's something that I don't have to be there every single day wow okay. so that I really that's my main goal see I should have never asked you that because now folks going to be trying <laughs> to steal your ideas well that's the thing I don't think any idea is brand new it's yeah, you know right. what I mean you're like right. it's hundreds of event spaces in Atlanta yeah. I'll just put my spin on it I mean mm. no one's gonna sprinkle the glitter like I will yeah. in my space you know what I mean you are right you are so right. I mean I feel like we do gotta right. do away with that just as far as um, keeping ideas to ourselves we yeah. need to you know mm-hmm. come as a collective and try to share ideas yep. and work together mm-hmm. as a unit so cause I, I have people hit me up like on social media hey how'd you get started I'm like, hey, I will tell you everything. Exactly. I will give you the playbook. But what makes it different is that individual. Yeah. So, you know, I've had people even, I've even opened up my home to like, here, I'll show you how to make a shirt. Oh, wow. That's right. But it's up to them to go out and get the money, go buy your products yeah. and get it done and get it pressed out. Yeah. And, you know, 80% of them don't actually follow through. That's but true. I have no problem sharing what I know. That's yeah. very rare. Yeah. You know, you rarely find that because a lot of people just, you know, they're all about themselves. Yeah. They more so, you know, focused on their own. But mm-hmm. we, it's all about each one teach one. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, we need to come together as a people and support one another. Right. You know, especially as millennials. Yeah. Especially as millennials. A lot of other cultures do that. Like, yeah. in like the Jewish community or exactly. the Asian community, you know, Hispanics, they, they go to each other for everything. Exactly. And we always kind of look outside of what we already have and I know plenty of people within my circle that do different things so someone comes to me which I get a lot of can you embroider something no but my friend he has an embroidery machine let me send that business to him Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna like I love to pitch things to people that's within my circle yeah like and they, I don't know I don't know how we're gonna get out of that of of keeping everything a secret because nothing's a secret like exactly you don't lose anything by sharing you don't lose anything by sharing I'm I'm a firm believer in that I don't know what it is I I feel like we've um, developed a selfish tendencies Mm -hmm. but you know that's a conversation for another episode I'm just here to you know embrace (laughs) um, the culture that we do have as far as like you know being able to reach out and mm-hmm. teach others and be able to embrace entrepreneurship and yep. just to see your struggle and mm-hmm. I've personally you know seen you go through the stumbling blocks yep. as far as like going through and having to change your name because I know you wanted to stick with you know yes. Queen Apparel and I know that was like but you know in every journey you got to take three steps back to just you know sometimes just to move forward and, and that's cool because you know what you're still here you're mm-hmm. still standing three years later yes. you know what I mean and you got plans for the future future yep. ain't nothing stop you so i mean you're one of the few that to really just keep on going and who knows where you're going to go with this right. you see what i'm saying so all right so what is what is some advice that you can give you know some of the up-and-coming entrepreneurs that you know are trying to do the same thing you were doing it may not even have to be a clothing line just yeah. you know somebody that wants to have their own business 
Well, with business in general, um, you have to start with the plan. And I know we've gotten away from like pen and paper, but for me, when I write it out, it manifests better than if I were just to like pin it on Pinterest or write it in my notes on my phone. Okay. So I have a notebook. So even when I come up with an idea and I carry my notebook around basically everywhere. So sometimes I'm out and about and something sparks my creativity. I'm like, oh, let me write that down for later. Then you can go back. So I always tell people who want to start any business, write your stuff down, Mm -hmm. write it down, have a plan, and then just slowly start checking it off. Okay. Um, That's the main thing. And take your time with it. Nothing have, you have time to, to make it as beautiful as you want it to be. Okay. Uh, what I watched recently was the Beyonce Netflix special. Yeah. And she spent eight months preparing for a two-hour show. That says a lot. Yeah, it does. That says a lot. So, you know, nothing's going to come overnight. Mm -hmm. And I think you miss the blessings when you try to rush the process. And then also be true to yourself. Like my line started for women of color and the celebration of your skin and the celebration of your hair. And I've had so many people come to me and like, well, why don't you be more inclusive? And I'm like, why? You already have everything. You know what I mean? Like, you do. Like, you go into the mall and every store is already for the common American. Yeah. So why can't I channel all my energy into producing things that speak to other black women and black men? That speaks value. Like, people are like, well, you can make more money if you... No, it's plenty of money in the black community. Exactly. It's plenty of natural girls out here in the world. Exactly. It's plenty of different skin tones and hues that would support my business. So I don't feel like I need to be like, oh, well, let me change it to this to accommodate these people. No. They don't accommodate us, so I'm not about to be basing my business off of that. I commend you, Gabrielle Simone. I really do. And that's big because, you know, we always trying to fit in. You know what I mean? Yes. And that's the worst thing. It kills your your own spirit and your soul when you're always trying to fit in someone else's mold. Exactly. You weren't made that way, so you shouldn't spend your life trying to be that way. And it makes for a very sad life. I think people are much happier when they're their authentic selves. Yeah. Yeah. Check you out mm-hmm. trying to embrace the culture and embrace yourself. <laughs> I like that. All right, cool. Okay, so how do you define success? My definition of success is first of all being happy. Mm-hmm. I always see the silver lining. I always see the glass half full. That's just my personal outlook. So I have to be happy. And that means in my personal life, with family and friends and relationships, and also happy with my business and where that's going. Um, For me, peace is another thing. Okay. Because when I come home and my place is peaceful and I can rest, Mm -hmm. that cultivates more creativity for me. Okay. I can't work in chaos. Can't do it. And then every time I step out my front door... We're already on the defense. Exactly. As soon as, like, as soon as you walk at the front door, as soon as you drive in your car, as soon as you are at work, you're already having to defend who you are. Yeah. So yeah. my peace at home and my peace within my family, that's that to me is successful. And then having more time for what I feel brings me happiness. So for me, it's travel. Okay. I want I want to travel. So okay. once I get my business to a point to where it's kind of running itself, yeah. or if I can, you know, have it more mass produced, then I'll have more time for travel. Okay, so cool. That's success to me. That's what's up, guy. So I mean, what has been your most satisfying moment in business? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, think about that. Take your time. <laughs> Take your time. Well, actually, this year at the top of 2019, so Atlanta hosted the Super Bowl. Okay. And a person from the Hartsville Jackson uh, Airport contacted me, and they wanted me to do shirts for the United Airlines team. Okay. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I've never done anything this large scale because they had over 400 employees they, that they wanted to outfit for the weekend of mm. Super Bowl. So I met up with um, the manager over the airline, over United at the airport, and we started kind of jotting down what they wanted their shirts to be like. And so I went back home, did my mock-ups, I sent it to him, we're bouncing ideas back and forth, okay. and he was like, I love it. And then once I sent the invoice and the invoice was paid, I was like, this is my largest order I've ever had. Wow. So I think that has been, like, my highlight. Like, I love selling, like, individual, but, like, when you get something, like, so large, and then they took pictures, it was in their newsletter, they sent it off to the headquarters in Chicago, and they were like, oh, well, next Super Bowl, whatever city that's in, we want her to do our shirts next year. So I think that was, like, the highlight so far. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's big. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. I feel like we do got to kind of tap in with our friends and understand what's going on with them. Yeah. And I feel like I don't do that enough. And I got to practice. I'm and I'm able way, to. Though. And you know, sometimes you, you put your head down and you're just so busy working that yeah, you yeah. forget to like look up and yeah. like, oh, are you okay? You know what's going on in your exactly. world. Exactly. I'm guilty of it too. We all got to tap in, check yeah. in, whatever, however you call it. But we got to check in with our friends and mm-hmm. make sure that, you know, not only when stuff is going well, but we got to yeah. on both ends. You know what I mean? Sides, on yeah. both ends and know what's going on. So what's the biggest misconception of having your own business? I would say that that you're like living lavish. Mm. Like people think, oh, you own a business. <laughs> oh, you got money. I'm like, mm. I think that's a big misconception. And then just with entrepreneurship, I think a lot of entrepreneurs want to just leave their nine to five and jump straight into their business. Yeah. So I did leave my job waitressing yeah. and just was working on my business. But then it started to put a financial strain on my household. So I was like, okay, let me go find another job. Okay. So right now I'm a 911 dispatcher. So it's low key yeah. for the most part. Yeah, I don't have to be face to face with people every day. And then I can kind of take my business work to my corporate job and okay. do things there. So I think a misconception is people think you have money. And then I use my money from my 40-hour week job to funnel into my business. So that helps as well. Uh, What else is a big misconception? That it just happens overnight. Yeah. It just, it's like, oh, you know, this is amazing. And people don't see all the time and all the effort and all the phone calls you're making, all the errands you're running to make it into what it is and what you present to the public. Okay, so how important is networking? Very important, and I'm not good at it. <laughs> Why do you say that? Why do you say that? It's something weird to me about showing up at a place yeah. and just walking up to somebody and like, hey, how are you? Uh, yeah. I'm not good with that. Okay, like, I see what With you're my friends, I'm, I'm open, wild, and free. Yeah. But when it comes to like walking in a place and it's like 40 other people, and I'm just like looking around, <laughs> and I'm like... And I kind of revert back to like that middle schooler, like, will they like me? I don't know. What am I going to say? I see what you're saying. But networking is very important. But my business has allowed me to have just something to start a conversation with. Okay. 
And in network, I've learned that people like when you ask questions about them. So I always leave with that. So what do you do? People love talking about themselves. Exactly. So then it kind of takes the spotlight off of me okay wow you just told me something I'm gonna go ahead and put that in my little <laughs> repertoire know, I'm put that in my I took I a mental like note networking <laughs> and I'm trying to be better at it it's just yeah. very hard so sometimes I'll try to bring a friend with me to kind of have like a wing man or woman I see to kind of offset saying. it and that helps a lot it does okay at least cool. you know like if it gets weird yeah you got somebody you can exit with you know yeah I do understand so okay can you describe or outline a typical day like when you're out there and you're trying to sell well, uh, one of my things, I do vendor shows all around Atlanta. Okay. Really, my prep starts kind of like the week before the event. Okay. So, I take a look at my inventory. I see, I compare my online sales and what's going on in fashion and trends so I can set up for my week ahead. So, like, what's really popular? What's going on right now? Yeah. Um, like, Prince's birthday just passed oh, or, yeah. the, or his anniversary of his death. Oh, yeah. So I have a purple rain shirt on my website. Seriously? Yeah. So I was like, let me go ahead and make some purple rain because it's in people's mind because they're seeing it when they scroll yeah. like, you know, Prince this and Prince that purple rain. So okay. it helps with that. And then um, the passing of John Singleton, Oh yeah, which I love. The God fame, bless the dad. Yeah, God bless the dad. Film director. He produced and directed Poetic Justice. Yeah. So I have okay. that on my website as well. So I was like, let me make sure I have these Poetic Justice tees. Hmm. So it's just kind of prepping yourself, and then the day of the event, I'm up typically very early, just depending on the event time. Just making sure. I'm kind of a one-man show on event day, so mm-hmm. I have to make sure my car is packed. I have to make sure I have, you know, go to the bank, have change for my customers. Okay. Make sure I have all my business cards. You know, my table looks amazing. My setup's ready. I'm also ready and prepared. Um, and then on, like, event days, I'm normally out of the house for about 12 hours from setup to returning home. So, oh, wow. it, yeah. And then, you know... At a regular job, if you work 12 hours, you know, you're getting time and a half by exactly. that 12 hours hit. Yeah. With your business, it's all you. Wow. So, yeah. It's very demanding, but it's... Very, it, but it's rewarding. Yeah. And then you get to see people, like, really react to your stuff. Like, ooh, I love this. Yeah. And I like when people say that. Oh, this is so cute. Yeah. But, oh, can I have your card? I want to tell my friend. Wow. That, that makes me excited. Best, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just got the chills when you talk about that. I love to see people pa- have a certain passion mm-hmm. about the things they do. Yeah. So, okay, for, I want to wrap this up. I don't okay. want to hold you here. I feel like um, this has been very um, informative. You Thank know, I you. feel like some people can listen to this and take something from mm-hmm. this, you know, on their journey right. and to utilize that. But, okay, do you believe that there's some sort of pattern or formula to becoming a successful entrepreneur? Um. Everyone's formula is different because everyone has different responsibilities. Okay. I have a few friends that are also entrepreneurs, but they're mothers too, Mm. or they're fathers, or they're like caretakers for other people. For me, I just have my sole self as a responsibility. I don't have any children, but you know, of course, like I'm building my relationship, so I take time to cultivate that. But really with business, it's really just the dedication to what you're doing. Okay. For me, like, if I don't spend this much time learning my software, I'm not going to be able to produce the type of stuff that I want to produce. Um, 
really just like that dedication, that time. And then you have to have your your reason why. Why are you doing this? Mm. Are you doing it because you want to make a couple of dollars? Are you doing it for something in the future? Like you, you really have to. I always ask myself, like, why? Why do I? Why am I doing this? Yeah. Why am I staying up late? Why am I answering emails? Why am I going into work? You know, tired from the night before staying up. But it's like those reactions from meeting new people and then seeing your stuff. I told myself that I won't stop until one day I'm walking down the street and I see someone in my in my garments. Wow. I haven't seen it yet. I know I sold a <laughs> lot of shirts and I've only seen photos. Like people will tag me like on Instagram and stuff. Yeah. I've only seen photos. But until I can like walk through the grocery store or walk through the airport or walk around the city and I see somebody in it, I don't think I'll be satisfied. Okay. Yeah. Check you out. Yeah. <laughs> That's think, my why for right now. <laughs> I feel like there's no better answer than how you just put that. Yeah. Okay, check you out. So, all right, my last question to you. Mm-hmm. Um, what piece of advice would you give to college graduates who want to become entrepreneurs? I would say take your time. Mm-hmm. Make sure you have a good plan in place. Don't be afraid to start over or scrap an idea. Mm. It happens all the time. Like, yeah. I've had to scrap so many ideas that I thought. Because in your mind, it's like, ooh, this is what I'm going to do. But then when you lay it out, it mm-hmm. may turn into something else. Yeah. Um, don't be afraid to ask for help. And I'm one of those people that's like, oh, I'll just do it. I'll do it myself. Uh-huh. Don't be afraid to ask for help. You'll be surprised what other resources and people you can tap into. Yeah. And then also, don't quit your regular job. Or yeah. like when you get one right out of college, don't quit yeah. it while you're working on your business. Let your regular job or your nine to five feed into your business. Okay. You so that yeah, that would be like the best thing. And then just keep your head up. Like, you got this. It's gonna it's gonna work out. Yeah. And even if it put you on a different path to somewhere else. At least you started. Many people talk about it and don't even start. Yeah. So at least you yeah. That's I think that's one of the biggest feats and, you know, on your journey to becoming a successful mm-hmm. entrepreneur. So I mean, Gab, if it was up to me, I'd have you here for like two hours. I you, know I could talk all day. Oh my God. <laughs> I need to have you back on the show. When am I when am I gonna be able to have you back on the show? Oh my goodness. I want to come back when I'm when I have like a new business venture. Right now okay. it's just like apparel. Cool. Yeah. But like I'ma come back and invite y'all to my event lounge. Okay. Or I'ma come back and invite y'all to my shoe line. Yeah. Or whatever the next big project is. Then okay. I'll come back and I'll come and tell y'all about you it. You know, I like that answer. You know, it's kinda similar to solos and I like that. <laughs> <laughs> So you must be listening to my episode. I, I, do, I do listen to the Millennial Club. I didn't want to be like, I'll come back anytime because okay. I don't have nothing else exactly, to talk about. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. You want to come back bigger and better mm-hmm. and, and more successful. So yes. I do appreciate you. I feel like some of my listeners can take some from what we discussed today. Um, do you got any questions for me? I feel like I'll be asking all the questions. No, They'll be I mean, too. Well, first, if you want to shop Regal Hughes, okay, yeah, definitely, you can go regalhughes.com. It's R E G A L H U E S. Yeah, and then I'm on Instagram and Facebook as well. Okay, and then if any of your listeners want to get in touch with me so they can learn how to start up that, something, yes. I'm willing to share information. Yes. Yeah, I'm willing to share. I'll send emails. You can text me about it. I'm you know cool. what? I'm happy you said that. I'm, I'm going to incorporate that into my show now. I feel like it okay. is important to start putting out um, our Instagram just to, you know, be able to mentor other people. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, we're talking about some of the important things that apply to us as millennials. But right. if they can't access us, yes. if they can't, you right. know, reach out to us and it's not, you know, right. tangible, like, yeah. 
you DM know. me anytime. Like, I'll answer. Maybe not right away, but I will answer. <laughs> I try to get back to everybody within 24 hours. But if you have any questions about starting up, I know mostly about apparel and other garments. But, of course, if I know somebody that knows somebody that you want to collaborate with, I'll always share that information. Okay, great. Gab, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Coach. <laughs> Listen. When can I get some some pieces? When I'm going to be able to get a few pieces of clothing? Well, you can always shop at my website, regalhughes.com. Well, I mean, with that. Or I can send you an invoice. <laughs> <laughs> invoice. No, I'm so serious. I thought we was, thought it was better than that. I mean, we cool, but, you know, you got to make them pieces hit. Because people always ask me, like, to design something or, ooh, send me some of your apparel. I'll, you know, I'll shout you out. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to send you this invoice. And then you never hear from again. Oh my God. Oh. Send me my money. <laughs> Your coin. I'm a business on first. I mean, I love y'all, but uh uh-uh. uh. Send me my money. Ain't nothing free, and huh? No. Folks always try to get something no. for free. I put my time, my energy, my love into my shirts and my hoodies and my tanks and my crop tops. Yeah. So if your friends and your family and these other people really respect you, they're going to pay for it. They pay for everything else. Now, I've never been asked directly for free, you know, but okay. they'll like inadvertently ask like, oh, oh, I had a guy, oh, I'm doing a comedy show. Mm. You know, let me cop a sweater. Okay, that's $30. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, no, I was going to do some promo for you. No, I'm good. I do my own promo. I do my own promo, baby. Thank you. Good luck at your show. Black girl magic. I like that. Check you out. Gab, it's been a pleasure. I'm so so happy to have you on the show. You've been outstanding. Thank you so much. Until next time.